Welcome to episode number 113 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And today presented to you by good friends over at Seat Geek. And yeah, I've got the old M on the dome today because we're going to welcome in from the Seattle Mariners, their star first baseman, Ty France. Yes, star, because that's what I do when I introduce a guy who had a five hit game earlier this year. What's up, dude? The best intro I've ever gotten. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, I mean, this is how we, this is how we treat people around here, man. This is how we roll, yeah. particularly when you're hanging out in New York City. We're catching you as you're getting ready to start a series against the New York Mets. I noticed that you have your beautiful bride with you, and you guys did every touristy thing ever in New York City. What was the best thing you did? Um, to be honest, all of it was pretty cool. This is our, both our first time doing, like, touristy stuff here, so uh, um, I think the water taxi getting able to pull up right next to uh, lady liberty was pretty cool um the 9-11 memorial was pretty special so um times square wasn't a huge fan of that just way too many people way too many people not for us did you see the naked but cowboy or no that, we didn't see the naked cowboy no there's a naked cowboy there oh, come, ty for goodness sakes you got to read up on new york city before you go there and hang out for a while yeah there's a naked cowboy there yeah, I, you know, I'm probably for the best that I missed that one. Okay. All right. And as a, as a Southern California kid, do you like the trip to New York City or are you like hard pass? Because some people are really split on it. Um, you know, I, I'm like 50-50 on it. I think there's a lot of cool things about New York, but I think it's one of those things where the touristy stuff you do once and then you're good. You don't need to do that anymore. Do you ride subways? Actually, I haven't done that one yet. That's the one thing that um, while we're here, either this, this go around or in August, when we play the Yankees, I'll try. Cause I, I heard that's a special experience. Pretty cool. You know what? I would ride one to city field this weekend in your gamer head to toe. Absolutely. Where France on the back, everybody's going to be like, man, you are really into this game. Aren't I'm dedicated. you? I'm dedicated. <laughs> How good would that be? Huh? If you that just funny, I guarantee you, no one would ask, ask me any questions. You know what? Well, first of all, New York's really interesting. I've spent a lot of time up there. So they would look at you and they'd be like, okay, guys taking the train to, uh, to city. I get it. Mariners fan might be in town. Totally get it. And then there might be a huge baseball fan who gives you the once over and goes, might be him. Might be. And then when he asks, I say no. Or do I say yeah? What's your gut tell you? Um, I'm going with super fan. I'm a super fan. That's what the okay. guy says. All right. That's good. I like that. What is it like when you see somebody who wears a tie? For, like, have you ever seen one out in Seattle? Like you're just roaming the streets and there's a tie France Jersey or something. Um, I haven't seen any in the streets. No, it was actually pretty funny. Last year I lived like directly across from the stadium and I would walk home from every single game and not once did I get stopped. Not once just blended in with the crowd. It was pretty cool. But it is kind of nice when somebody will stop you. It's like, I would say once a, like when I'm, when we're out in public, just cause I've been on TV for 30 years, it's not cause I'm super famous or anything, but people come up and Hey, love what you do or whatever. Yeah. Been watching you since best damn. I hear all that stuff. So, and I appreciate it. It's very nice, but it, 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 it's happened a few times and it's, it catches me more off guard than anything. Cause I'm like, you know, Nothing about me stands out. I'm not like, I don't have dread or anything cool. Um, but when someone, like yesterday, we were walking to uh, Battery Park to go 
to the ferry to get to the uh, uh, Lady Liberty. And some guy recognized me and was like, can I take a picture with you? I was like, all right. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool when it happens, but it's still, it just catches me off guard. Who do you think on the, on the Mariners is the most recognizable? Cause you know, we don't, it's not like we have Ichiro or Griffey or anybody. You guys are, you know, you're young, you're trying to build your way up. And I think there's some guys who might have that shot, but right now it's right. So who yeah. is it? I'm going JP. I mean, yeah. six two dreads. I think it just he stands out. Yeah. Plus he's got a he's got a lot of charisma, man. He pops. Yeah. Yeah. The diamonds. Yeah. He, he's just he's doing it. Okay. Uh, your wife's name is Maggie. Maggie. Okay. You guys got married in the off season, right? Yeah. January. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. I Thank saw you. the venue, and I showed it to my wife. I made a mistake because I think she wants to get remarried now. You got to tell me a little bit about the venue where this was. So it was in Pacific Palisades, Los Angeles. Um, from our venue, if you're looking out at the water, if you look left, it was the Santa Monica Pier, and to the right is Malibu. So it was like directly in the middle, is uh, maybe a mile and a half from the pier. So right over there, it's the Bel Air Bay Club, is what it's called. Oh yes, I went there during a uh, during the Super Bowl for a party, but it was at night, so I didn't recognize it. Yeah, yeah that place is. I was like, I ran home. I told my wife, I was like, I think I just went to one of the nicest places in Los Angeles. Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny. It rained for like three or four days leading up to the wedding. The day before we did like the rehearsal and everything, and it was gloomy, overcast. We're like, well, you know, we're going to roll the dice on this one. We don't have a choice anymore. Um, and woke up the next day, beautiful, sunny. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. I like it because they get, you know what? Whoever is the videographer crushed it. There's always a moment when you're about to get married where like you see your wife for the first time and mm -hmm. you, you go one of these and they got you. Yeah. They got you on the video, dude. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I don't, am I allowed to hug you? Like, what, what are, can I give you a kid? Like, what can we do? Right. Like, this is the first time I'm seeing you all dressed up like this. And yeah, she definitely uh, took, took my breath away. Yeah. So what'd you end up doing? Uh, we went hug. Um, and then they, we knocked out a bunch of photos before the ceremony because we both have really big families. Um, and so we knocked out a bunch of the photos before the ceremony, post ceremony, um, took care of the family photos and then a couple solo photos, the sunset photos. And then we had like 30 to 45 minutes of cocktail hour where we said all of our hellos, knocked all those out. So it was, we had a good, uh, good setup going. Dude, I don't know about you. At the end of the night, I was exhausted. I felt like I'd run a marathon. Yeah, yeah. It, it, people always say, like, you know, it's going to go by like that. And you're like, no, I'm going to take it all in and, you know, enjoy every second of it. And sure enough, it like that, over. But, yeah, yeah I was, we were both exhausted. Uh, I loved the, the honeymoon video. Um, but I do have one question for you. Mm -hmm. You were riding horses in the middle of the water. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. So the water there, um, it's about that deep for about like four miles out. So like you can, you know, there's no drop off or anything. Um, so my wife looked company and found these horses and we're like, you know, let, let's give it a go. And, uh, you know, it was actually it was a really cool experience. Now, they, where is this? Uh, this was Turks and Caicos. Oh yeah. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah. Haven't been, but a lot of friends have yeah. highly I would be. Even if they say, though, it's a four-mile stretch and you're going to be fine and the horse, 
I would be worried that I'd find the, the shelf that goes down to like 12 feet and then the horse is underwater. Well, they, kicking you, panicking. They, uh, they run that same route um, multiple times a day. So they know exactly like where they can go and where they can't go and stuff. So they, uh, they, they set you up for success. They're not going to let you let you drown. Okay. All right. Good. Um, so I don't know if you know much about the premise of the Chris Rose rotation, but I have a half dozen active major leaguers as my rotating co-hosts. One of them, you know, pretty well, Lucas Giolito. Oh yeah. Luke. Okay. Uh, you guys both grew up in Southern California. I believe you guys played travel ball together or right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I need a story about my man. Um, to be honest, man, he was a really like good kid growing up. Like he didn't, I don't really have any dirt on him. Um, some, some would even call him dorky, dude. He, uh, he well, does. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a given. He was just kind of the, he was the smart, the super smart, but really good baseball player. Like there was, he just like, he was six, seven at 12 years old. So, um, you know, just stood out amongst everybody and was just honestly just better than everybody. But, um, yeah, he was definitely one of the nerdier ones. He just, just, I'm, you know, him. he's just a super smart person. Do you remember the first time you faced him? I do. Um, so the very first time I faced him was, I think we were 14, um, doing like one of those little, it was just like a weekend scout ball type of thing. Um, there was a handful of college scouts there and, you know, he was throwing a hundred at 14. So it was, you know, exciting for me. Um, had my favorite Marucci bat. My dad had bought me. Um, it lasted me probably two years. Um, it was like the third pitch. He runs a two seamer in and shattered it. And I was like, I remember jogging down the line, looking at my bat, like what just happened? Like it was the first time I broke a wood bat and I was devastated, but yeah, that was my, my first time facing him. Well, we got to get him to pay for a new bat. Uh, you can afford it now. So yeah, don't. And you know what? I would hold out actually for about another year and a half to two years. <laughs> I'm going to make buying buy you me, more than a new Marucci bat. I'm going to make him buy me dinner or something. I'll, I'll take care of the bats. He can take me to a nice dinner or something. Holy smokes. He said, no joke. Cause I texted him. I said, Hey, we're going to have Ty France on. He goes, he's the best hitter I have ever seen in high school. That means a lot coming from him. Cause he was one, if probably the best pitcher I've seen in high school. So he's, you know, still doing it. So, you know what I did today? You know what I did yesterday? You know, what I did the day before and the day before that and the day before I took my athletic greens. Why? Because I want to try and turn this, temple of doom into a temple if you know what i mean that's right it's ag1 it's awesome talking about amazing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics to help me start my day right so here's what i do i take a scoop of it i keep it in the fridge i put it in eight ounces of water and i down it i used to start by putting it in my protein shake i don't need to do that anymore why because it tastes great you know it's not one of those chalky dusty sort of things. You just spin it up with your spoon. You are good to go. On top of everything else, it's going to take care of your insides. It is lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto or paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So with Athletic Greens, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. And to make things easy and fun, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D 
And for those of you that hit the road a lot, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash rose. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash rose to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It tastes great and it does a body good. So for people that didn't follow, you grew up in Southern California. Mm-hmm. You ended up going to San Diego State, started right away, had an outstanding career over, I think, a 900 career OPS or something like that down there. What round did you get drafted in? I was taken in the 34th round by the San Diego Padres. Yeah, that was... There were 1,016 better players in this draft than Ty France? According to the scouts. I, you know, I did, I did my part, but yeah, I don't, I honestly, I don't know what happened. Don't know why. Um, I, my agent at the time told me, you know, you're going to go anywhere, anywhere from rounds three to seven is our like projection for you. Obviously that didn't happen. Day two was 10 to 20 or whatever that was that didn't happen. Um, so the third day I'm like, I'm debating, do I go back to school? You know, they told me anywhere rounds 25 to 40, the Dodgers were supposed to take me for you know, X amount in school. So I was like, okay, each pick went by. I'm like, I'm going back to school. Like, and then no, no one wants me. Um, and then round 33, my agent had called me and he's like, Hey, if the Dodgers don't take you this round, the Padres are going to take you in the 34th. So I was like, cool. I get to stay in San Diego. Um, Dodgers passed on me and Padres picked me up. So it's definitely a, a unique experience because, you know, you set your expectations. You hear, oh, you're going three to seven. You know, you've set your expectations for that and sitting around waiting. Draft number 1017, Thai France. I'm like, all right, let's do it. It's okay to say, okay, let's do it. But what were you? You were probably 21 at the time, right? 20. Okay, 20. so you're 20. Yeah. It's okay to be pissed off like, hold on here like was was did you have to have a talk with yourself did you talk to your parents did you t- tony gwynn was your you know was your college coach when you got there did you talk to somebody where you could kind of let it out um to be honest I, I mean i had a handful of conversations with my parents but um it was kind of the story of my my baseball life like you know i never was the guy that stood out and wowed anybody um you know i was I always had to prove myself um finally thought I proved myself and you know got that kind of reality check of hey you know you have to keep doing it um so for me we weren't going to be very good the next year at San Diego State I think we were losing like seven eight guys um whether that be to the draft or seniors so I was like you know I can go back be on a maybe you know worse team than we were this year or and possibly sign for a lot less or you know take what they're giving me now and kind of run with it and so I I chose that route I I assume that Tony Gwynn was the one who recruited you um Eric Valenzuela was the recruiting guy at the time he's now the head coach at Long Beach State um but coach Gwynn had you know I had a handful of conversations with him before committing there what the heck is it like when you're a 17 year old kid from Southern California and one of the greatest hitters in the history of the sport picks up the phone with that voice is like, Hey Ty, let's do it. Exactly how it sounded. Um, you know, at the time you, I was so young, I I committed there. I want to say I was 14 and a half, almost 15. 
um, when I committed to San Diego State. And um, at the time, you don't really process who he is. And he did a very good job of making sure, you know, he wasn't that like Hall of Famer great. He was just Coach Gwynn. That's all he was. He's there to make you better, to help get you to the next level, to help get you ready for pro ball. And that that was his like biggest thing is like as soon as you walk on campus, I'm no longer like, you know, Hall of Famer Tony Gwynn. I'm your coach. So that's one thing I'm, I'm very grateful for. To this day, I, I refer to him as Coach Gwynn because, um, you know, that's you know, how he wanted us to go to him as. So um, it, was, it, was, it was pretty special. But at the time, you know, being 14 years old, you don't really realize who he is. Now, looking at it, you're like, holy crap, you know, the guy never hit under 300. Like, how? Like, it was incredible. Dude, there were times he struck out 20 times in a year. That's yeah. like a month for most people. Yeah. It's what what he did is I, I can't you can't even really put into words anymore. So you get you get drafted by San Diego. Pretty cool. <laughs> you know, you hit down there in the minors, every level. You think you're gonna get a shot. And then one day they sign Manny Machado, year before they sign Eric Hosmer. Are you looking around like, okay, either I'm finding a new profession or I'm gonna have to find a new team? Did you did you kind of think about it that way? No. Um, so it's kind of funny. So they put me on the 40 man roster going into the spring of 19, um, come into spring, having a really good spring for the first like two, two and a half weeks, um, you know, expecting to be the opening day third baseman. And I walk in the, uh, Tatis and I were joking about it. Like, he's like, Hey, you know, Manny's still out there. Like, we're going to go get him. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, and then sure enough, I, I walk in the locker room uh, after live ABs and he's sitting there busting up. And I'm like, why are you, why are you laughing so hard? He goes, look up and all over the TVs, you know, Manny signed the mega deal with San Diego. Um, and he was like, I told you it was going to happen. I was like, you're a jerk. <laughs> but um, honestly, it, it turned out to be a blessing. Um, I learned a lot from Manny. Um, he's, you know, been one of the best for 10 years now or seven, eight years, however long he's been playing. Um, so to be able to have a guy like that, and I worked with him every single day um, that spring, you know, got a chance to play with him the following year um, or that season. Um, so, I, you know, a lot of people would have been upset about that, but for me, I, I took it as an opportunity to learn from one of the best in the game. How old are you? Right now I'll be uh, 28 in July. Do you know that he's only 29? Yeah, I do. I do. And that was another thing was like, you know, he's only, I think he's two years older than me. Um, and to see how much success he's had up until that point and where I'm, you know, two years younger than him is, it was pretty crazy. As always, the Chris Rose rotation is presented to you by SeatGeek. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to your favorite sporting event, your favorite concert. I want you to find great seats, and I want you to save money as well. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app on your phone. Use the code word ROSE, and you're going to get 20% off your first SeatGeek order. So we're smack dab in the thrills of the baseball season. We're in the NBA playoffs. We're in the NHL playoffs. The NFL schedule just came out. You might want to go to a concert. Whatever it is, go download the SeatGeek app. Use the code word ROSE. Get 20 bucks off your first order. And they're doing some of the homework for you. When you bring it up, the app on your phone, 
It's got these green dots. That means those are good seats. They're worth your while. There are also red dots. That means like, eh, it's a little shady. Don't think it's worth the money. So they're being honest with you. Green, good. Red, eh. So once again, go check out your favorite baseball teams, your favorite baseball players, any sport, any concert, whatever event it is. It's just a click away and a download away, courtesy of the SeatGeek app. Code word Rose, get 20% off your free purchase. Who knows? Maybe you'll be sitting next to me. Did they still make it that it's a green dot next to Rose or a red dot? What's your best Tatis story you got? Um, shoot. I mean, Please tell me you weren't riding motorcycles with him. No, 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 no. We, I let, let him do that. I let him do that. Um, you know, he, you, you guys know his personality. He's just a clown. He's always, you know, bringing light to the locker room. Um, you see, you see him dancing, doing all that stuff. And, you know, that's the same stuff we, we get to. Um, I think in, when we were in double a, I want to say I had maybe like 65, 70 RBIs and he, no joke, he was half of them. Like if not more, he was always single, steal second, steal third. I'd hit a ground ball and he'd score. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely one of those special, special baseball players, but he's, he's a really good human being as well. I've had a bunch of guys tell me he's the best player. I mean, Austin Hedges, who's a regular on this show, is like he's the best baseball player I've either played with or played against. Yeah. And he's played against I, Mike Trout. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. So, Hold on, What do we got? We got guys piling in the room yeah, for the hitters meeting already? They're, they're kicking me out. They're kicking me out. Move. Wow, they're asking you to move. Oh, cool. We're on the move. All right, if we see anybody, we're on the move. If we see anybody interesting. This is Coach Bone. Hey, Coach. How are you, Chris Rose? Hey. Pleasure to see you. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Great. He's, I mean, he's I'm my not going to. He's not going to interrupt your hitters. Meeting, but this is good. This is good. This is good. We're making moves. They're kicking me out, Kelly. I don't know. As long as we don't see any like naked asses, because no, 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 no. Yeah, we don't want to see that. Although we are going. By the way, if we see Winker. Throw him on here. You want me to? You want me to go grab him? No, okay. I don't want to bother him. All right. He'll want to. You know what he'll want to do? I want to talk about the Bills the entire time. Yeah, he will. Oh man, I got a lot of. I got. A, I think I got a lot of angry coaches looking at me now. Uh, that's all right. I'll handle them. The Ooh. one that we. The one that we just saw is a year younger than me, so I can handle him. Okay, good. Yeah, I feel. I feel good. I feel good about that. Um, there was some news earlier today with the Mariners mm-hmm. about. Kelnick getting sent down. Did you have a chance to talk to him before he left? No, I didn't. Um, I so I took the three o'clock bus today, mm-hmm. and I saw him in the lobby at two o'clock. So I was like, "Hmm, that's that's kind of odd," because usually he's on, you know, one of the first bus or two. Um, but I didn't I didn't think anything of it. I just you know thought, hey, maybe he overslept, and um, you know he'll he'll take the uh, the later bus too, and. Uh, he wasn't on there, so I didn't. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. So, you know, there's obviously a lot of Mariners fans that are going to listen to this, and and we all know how much hype he's got. And I, I love his swag. I was surprised that he, that it's, you know, that that he's taken the struggle bus so far because he he's built like a major leaguer. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he has got it all. Yeah. Um, what is the biggest challenge for young guys when they get up here? To be honest, it's it's just a different game. Um, you know, these pitchers they they can do what they want when they want, throw the ball where they want at whatever time they want. And you know, he's what twenty one years old. He's never 
he's always been the best, you know, and he's never really had to deal with failure. Um, I think, you know, this is his first time really having to deal with this. Um, these guys are just good. And there's, it, it happens there. My, my first, you know, 120 at bats in the big leagues I hit, I think it was 130. Um, I think there's just an adjustment period for everybody and everyone goes through it. He's, he's going to be all right. He's going to be, you know, a 10 plus year big leaguer. He's going to figure it out just like, you know, majority of us do. Um, but it's just a different game. Game's hard. What is it like when you struggle? Like you're a guy that's hit your entire life. Like you rolled out of bed. I'm good. I'm hitting. And then you walk up to the plate and you see 130 on that scoreboard for people at home that don't understand. What is it like? It sucks. Um, you know, I went from, I started that, that day year in AAA and I was hitting 480. So I went to the field every day, looking up, seeing 480, you know, 470, 460, like it, it was up there. So I think I went two for my first two in the big leagues. And then I don't think I got a hit for another two weeks. Like it was, it, it it's a reality check. It's hard, man. This, this game will beat you down. Um, you just, you got to find either guys to lean on to help get you through it or, you know, try and figure it out yourself. But the, the game's hard. Do you know where the all-star game is this year? LA. How special would it be if coach yeah. ends up saying you're representing yeah, that would, the squad? That would definitely be, uh, you know, definitely one of the most memorable things so far up in, in my, in my baseball career. That would you grow be up a Dodgers or Angels guy? Um, so majority of my friends and family grew up Dodger fans. I grew up an Angel fan. Um, oh. My aunt, her boss at the time, had season tickets to Angel games, and they had a lot of – there was a lot of nights where they didn't go, so she got the tickets, and I probably went to, in two, three years, probably 60, 70 Angel games. Um, yeah, we were going to a lot, and that was back in, like, 2001 2002 when they were good so it was fun more than when they were good how about when they were kissing the trophy man so yeah. i mean you were a young kid when they wanted in 02 what was it like um so that was really cool i remember um we went to i think she took me to game it's game two or three um one of the one of the first home games um and then for some reason her boss didn't want game seven's tickets and I was like, sweet, I'm going to game seven. Like, we're doing this. And she ended up taking her brother who worked on his, oh, who, who worked on her car the night before, the day before. So his, like, his payment was, hey, you get to go to game seven. I was so mad, so mad. What? Yeah. Yeah. And who is this again? It was my aunt. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But that's one you're not getting over anytime soon. Yeah, it's it still stings. But yeah, she uh, she kind of helped me uh, like develop my love for the game of baseball. So I I have to give her a lot of credit. I can't hold a grudge too long. Yes, you can. It's okay. There's hey, there's family members I love, but I'll be a little pissed off with some stuff too. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're good. Yeah. Um. So that must make you a trout fan, right? Um. So kind of when I was younger, um, I mean, he was, he still is, you know, the face of baseball, but, um, you know, I, I, I would say I'd stopped becoming a fan of the game 
like college around college time when I was like, okay, I might, you know, have an opportunity to play at the next level. Um, so I stopped really kind of being a fan and more just like focusing on the game itself. Got it. But is there, was there a welcome to the show moment for you where like, where you go, I can't believe I'm on the same field as that dude, or I'm facing that guy. Like I used to play him in video games or whatever. Yeah. So it was, um, 2019, we were playing the Dodgers at, in San Diego. Um, and the stadium was about 75% Dodger fans, um, facing Kershaw. Um, there's a three, two count. I want to say it was in like the fifth or sixth inning. I think it was, we were losing by one guy on second and he throws a curveball that no joke bounced halfway. And I was just so amped up. I swung just cause I was, I'm facing Kershaw. The stadium's wild. Like this is my first like big league moment. And I was like, I'm going to be the hero bounces a curveball halfway. And I swung, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> hey, listen, dude, get in line. There's yeah. a lot of those guys. The guy's yeah. got over 2,700 strikeouts, and he's bounced a few curveballs halfway yeah. to the plate. Don't worry. Yeah, it was funny when he uh, – because he, he recently hit that milestone, and I, that's the first thing that popped in my head is like, you know, I'm one of them. That's nice. Uh, I thought there was an amazing moment last year that we, we see so rarely in sports, and that's the vulnerability of a, an entire team, right? Kyle Seeger, we knew it was his last game as a Mariner. You were in the game that day classy move by your manager to pull him out in the ninth inning you guys have been on that tremendous run over the last month to get yourselves in playoff contention what was it like for you to be able to experience this that's one of those things that you really can't put into words um he's a phenomenal human being i still you know to this day he's one of the one of if not the best teammate i've ever had um you know to hear forty-five thousand people chanting someone's name um you know, I, I get chills talking about it now. Um, you know, when you got what 20, 26 grown men crying in a dugout, you know, you did something right. We we're on the field, bawling our eyes out. Um, I tried to talk him into coming back for another year, but you know, he, he's, he's loving life right now. So, um, that was, you know, a wild, wild experience for sure. I asked Mitch Hanniger the same thing. What made him one of the best teammates you've ever had? Um, he's not afraid to tell you the truth. He's, he's very honest. And if it's, you know, regardless if it's going to hurt your feelings or not, he, he's going to give it to you straight. And, you know, I feel like that that's hard to come by nowadays. And, um, you know, people, a lot of people sugarcoat stuff. He's not one of those people. Um, just watching him go about his daily routines, his work ethic. Um, you know, he, the dedication, not only to this organization, but the entire city, you know, the stuff that he did for the city of Seattle, um, you know, he's just all around good human being. You've got uh, a couple of icons that are really identified with, with that team. One's Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know how much he's around the team still, but I imagine a decent amount. And Ichiro, we saw throw out the first pitch this year. I've seen him take BP. Like, what a freak show that guy is, huh? Ichiro could come out here tonight and go three for four with you know a triple he's he's still got it like he he puts in the work every single day as if he's in the starting lineup it's it's fun to watch um i, I don't know how he still has the energy for it but he's he's doing it he's 
and he's so fun to just sit down and talk to. Like he's got stories for days. You can pick his brain about hitting. Um, now we can pick his brain about pitching. He's just, he's doing it. By the way, can we stop at the bullshit? He speaks great English. Perfect. Perfect. But uh, Alan, his interpreter, is his long toss partner. So that's that's why Alan hangs out with him every day so Ichi can get his long toss in. Because Ichi can still throw it too, long toss, can he? No joke. He goes pole to pole every day. It's, Isn't he like 48? I don't know exactly how old he is, but his his first pitch the opening night, I think he clocked in at like 93. Wow. I, I got to check the gun on that one, but yeah. still, I don't care what it was. It's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Yeah, he's and uh, we uh, Edgar's around a lot too. He's another wow. fun one to talk to and pick his brain. He he's there almost every day. So um, yeah, we got a lot of a lot of good baseball people over here. Hell yes, you do. I know you got to go to your hitters meeting, and I appreciate the time. But before we let you go, we're gonna spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. Okay. Then you get to answer a category, and we get you on your way. All right. Yeah, I want to hear this one instead. I've heard visitor section a lot. Opening wage. What was your first job that you got paid for? First job that I got paid for. So my best friend's dad, um, he still does to this day. He owns a barbecue restaurant. Um, he bought it when we were, I want to say in seventh grade. Um, so obviously an opportunity for us to, you know, learn work how to work basically. So we were working in the kitchen, we were waiting tables. Um, I think it was my second or third off season. Um, they got really busy during like the Christmas time. And so he asked me to come work for him again. Um, I put in like, I think it was like 40 hours in a week and a half or two weeks, just working with barbecue food, making, you know, tri-tip quesadillas, uh, smoking chicken, like doing all that. Um, so that that was that was my first real job. I worked at a, a barbecue restaurant, Buckboard Barbecue. What's the best thing on the menu there? Um, they're known for their tri-tip. If you, if you personally, I like their tri-tip uh, pepper jack cheese fries. Those are elite. Um, tri-tip quesadillas are good. Um, and honestly, and if they they uh, combine it with a pizza place now, so they have like tri-tip pizza. Um, oh. Yeah, they're 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 doing a good job right now but um yeah that was my that was my that was my first real job okay so are you getting yelled at to go to the hitters meeting no no it's that's some pitcher acting a fool yeah they're weird aren't they yeah they just they're so bored all the time i don't get it yeah well that's what happens when you play once a week seriously go go do something right i mean why don't you go tell them to go play in the nfl like yeah. you know that's kind of what they do too yeah go be a quarterback somewhere I bet you you would have hit somebody. Did you play football? I did. I played high school football. I love football. Wow. Football was – I was always bigger than everybody, though, so yeah. that's why it was fun. I was a fullback linebacker, and I just – Oh, God. People. Yeah. I remember my – he's one of my best friends now. Um, freshman year, I was – I think I was like 5'8", 160, 170 as a freshman, and he was 4'9", 100 pounds. And I, I was a bully. I was mean on the football field. I would look for like all the smaller guys and just see how tough they were just to see if they could like, if they got pop right back up, you know, you can play with us. Like that's, you know, I respect you. Um, but I, I wrecked my best friend, just flipped him, his helmet turned around, 
I helped him up after. I was like, my bad, man. But um, he popped right back up and I was like, all right, I can go to war with you. We can do this. Let's go. Is he still your best friend? Yeah. Yeah. He was one of my groomsmen in my wedding. Yeah. Did he show up with a helmet and he's looking through his ear hole just no. for old time's sake? No. He's bigger than me now. So, um, yeah. what? Yeah. He's bigger than you? Yeah. Yeah. He's about 6'1, maybe 210, 215. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Be careful because yeah. the bully's going to get punched in the nose one of these days. Yeah. I was expecting him to, but he was cool about it. All right. I got to get you to your hitters meeting. I really appreciate it, Ty. It's great getting to yeah. know you a little bit, continued success, and hopefully we'll see you somewhere in the Los Angeles area, maybe in the middle of July. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Appreciate you having me. And, you know, anytime. I, uh, this was Absolutely, a lot of fun. Thank this you. was a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.